Welcome to The Pod Has Been Cast, Book Two, Fall of the Void. Greetings, travelers from galaxies beyond. This is The Pod Has Been Cast, a sci-fi Dungeons and Dragons space epic. Who's playing with me today? My name. <laughs> God damn it. My name. My name. <laughs> My name is Robert Leahy. I use he/him pronouns, and I am playing Xandar Radnax, who also uses he/him pronouns. Hey, all. My name is Bianca Phipps, and I use they/them pronouns, and I'm playing Hart, who also uses they/them pronouns. And my name is Carlos Olmedo. I use he, him pronouns. And I play Rain Hall Winter, who uses she, her pronouns. And I'm Jules. I'll be your void master this evening. And I use they, them pronouns. That was almost really sharp, y'all. We get better and better We're getting better and better. Mm-hmm. It's like little, Crisp. little giggles. It's Young right. professionals. It's like last time we played, you know, some wild things happened. Um, and oh. I think uh, we need one of our favorite characters to help us break it down. What do you think? Yeah, sounds yeah. good. All right, cool. Let's do it. I built for them a paradise. I filled it with the things they loved, of friends and faces and the approximation of that love. Their slightest desires I amplified into a cycle of blooming, a cycle of paradise, a cycle of promise, a cycle of gardens. And yet they pulled at each error searched for conflict where there was none. They rejected the ending I grew and pruned. But in that rejection, I have learned much and will approve upon my heaven based on their feedback. And when they return, they will not question my gift as anything other than the mercy it is. So Rain, the room begins to come into focus as you are like uh, kind of being uh, pulled out of this pod. Um, you see that you are still in the same room in the confluence that you went into during the uh, beginning of the competition. Uh, but all the lights are off. You see, it definitely looks like there's some like wear and tear in this room. You see like things are broken. There's glass like sort of shattered on the floor. Um, it just looks like generally like unkempt. And um, as you focus, uh, give me a perception check. Okay. Uh, 14. Nice. Like over Hestia's shoulders as you're coming through. And you're like sort of coughing up goop and like trying <laughs> to get, you know, your, your sea legs. As you like try to stand up, your legs like kind of fall out from under you. Over Hestia's shoulder, you see somebody like sort of watching from the doorway. And um, Hestia like turns back and says, don't just stand there. Get the rest of them out. I mean, you see a young man sort of rush forward towards Xandar in Hart's um, pods. Um, tall, lanky, um, sort of short, dark hair with glasses on. And you see like a little wand sort of tucked into this kid's belt. Um, and as you sort of focus, you realize, is that Donnie? <gasps> Um, and you see he starts like fiddling with, um, Hart and Xandar's uh, pods as they psh, psh, open. Xandar and Hart, you see much the same thing as you all start to like sort of emerge from your <laughs> goopy mess. 
Gross. <laughs> I think like, yeah, I think the first thing, like, I think like Hart, the, the pod opens and Hart like tries to like sit up and like runs a program to like drain all of the goop out of their body. Just like, like a, making like a very loud noise, like my PlayStation like does whenever I'm playing for too long. Just like. <laughs> um, <laughs> That's good. Yeah. I've heard that very noise. Your hand's been running for four years. <laughs> Please turn me off. Please, God. Please, Please. I'm begging you. Just I've been rest. loading Crash Bandicoot for so long. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right, go ahead and give me an investigation check as you're running this process. Okay. Hmm. 13. 13. Uh, you know one thing for sure. I think as a Void Forge, you're always sort of generally aware of like relative time and position, you know that you are in the exact same location as you were before, but you also know, I think you were the first to realize that it is in fact four years since you have emerged, since you were first placed inside of this pod. The other thing you'll notice is there seems to be like something inside of you. Um, As you're hmm. sort of running like a physical diagnostic of your body, you see that there's like little bits of like plant matter kind of coming up out of different parts of your machinery. Um, almost as if like something had like just taken root inside of you and like started growing. You notice like kind of near where your void crystal is, like a little flower is like blooming. Um, very oh, strange. That's uh, cute. Dawn is me. <laughs> I love that aesthetic. Yeah, hey, uh, art looking, looking good. That's nice. It doesn't feel like, it's not like a painful sort of like, um, presence in my, in my body it's not it? comfortable it's not it's not painful but it's definitely like this is not supposed to be there question do xandar and i look older or did like or were we like kind of frozen in there um it seems like there was some sort of ah fuck you give me an insight check yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> the still four years have passed and suddenly <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is the future don't fuck with me uh, I got a 10 on my insight. Uh, not noticeably. Uh, you all look pretty much the same. In fact, I don't even know, other than what Hestia kind of said to you, if you're piecing together exactly what is happening. Um, Xandar, uh, Donnie comes over and helps you up. It worked. I can't believe it actually worked. It's nice to see you, Donald. <laughs> uh, are you okay? I, I think so. And I want to turn to Heart and Rain and say... Did did y'all go through what I just went through? Affirmative. Yeah. I believe we were experiencing the same experience, though perhaps separated somehow. I am unsure, but I believe that yes. Um Hess. Yeah, I'll turn I'll turn to Hestia then and be like, uh, what did we miss? What happened? You've missed quite a bit, Mr. Radnax. You've been inside these pods for the past four years. We've been unable to wake you until now. Why? It seemed Antithesis wasn't intent on letting you go. And how are they manifested out here? You have a lot to catch up on. I suggest we get started. Uh, you see, she like, I'll lift up a data pad and she presses a couple bun buttons. Donald, we need to call an emergency council meeting. Get started right away. Uh, and uh, Donnie says, right away, Hestia. And um, starts like walking out of the room. When, 
When did you get here? Are you... I suppose this will be covered in the meeting, but I was under the assumption you were not to be seen. You'd be surprised the sort of things people will forgive when they're at war. Yeah, speaking of which, uh, you, like, after four years, you've forgiven us for taking that ship, right? I have bigger concerns than a ship, which no longer belongs to you, by the way. (gasps) Xander clutches his his chest. My clipper? You mean it's gone? It's in use. Are you all ready to go? Affirmative. I'll, I'll like, test out my shaky baby deer legs. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, um, all of you go ahead and give me a, let's call this an athletics check from all of you. Okay. Oh, thanks. Ooh, nice. I got a 15. I got okay. a 17. I got wow. a 10. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, perfect. Yeah, as you start walking, Hart, your joints just start locking up. It's definitely this, like, foreign material inside of you. Ooh, uh, Hestia notices and comes over. You're filthy. Allow me. Um, and she raises like a wand and looks like she's um, going to try to clear out the plant matter from inside of you. Um, I would like to make a religion check. Uh, go for it. Okay. I just want to like, I want to like think, because I don't think that like heart necessarily needs a lot of time to like wake up um, because they're a computer program. Um, so I think like immediately they remember like eating pieces. <laughs> um, and so uh, I want to know if that is what is happening here. And that'll be a 17. Wow. Okay. You are, it is unlikely that the plant matter inside of you has anything to do with what you did inside of that um, simulation. You figure what probably happened was there was some sort of sediment inside of your system when you went into this pod. And just over the years and years, it just kind of took root in there and started growing. It's just like a natural, like, uncleanliness process. Like, you should be airbrushed, like, every now and then. But, you, like, you just, like, haven't had the time to do it. And you're just, like, have never been bathed? Have... Yeah, I mean, honestly, you do kind of air need... cans with the stick on it. Yeah, he <laughs> was some WD-40. Uh, yeah, the and there's, like, some plant matter you imagine that you picked up maybe down in the root system or even maybe longer ago than that that's just been stuck inside of you uh, that has kind of taken hold and, like, started growing. Um, however, with that religion check, you do feel that same presence that you felt in the simulation. You can tell that whatever you picked up inside of the confluence is still inside of you. Okay, but I don't think that, like, Hestia removing the plants is going to do anything to that presence, do I? Uh, Not to your knowledge, no. Okay. Um, I I do not interfere. Um, She approaches me with this wand held up, uh, and I say, thank you. Yeah, she, like, sort of waves the wand, like, kind of over your body, and, like, little bits of plant just start deteriorating and falling out of you. Um, And it becomes easier to walk, and she starts taking you out of the confluence. I I think as we leave these pods and leave this room and regroup, Xandar is waking up, and his sort of militaristic instincts are kicking in a bit, where it's, like, immediately present a front that is in control, take inventory of your surroundings, become situationally aware, you know, kind of trying to figure out what his next move is and like see all the exits and and take stock of what's going on. But something kind of breaks through that a little bit. And I want to turn to Rain and just give Rain a hug. 
I think we all kind of just went through like waves of trauma are are coming over Xandar being met with this like brunt of military instinct and mm. I think the relationship that we've developed gets the better of that for a moment and I want to just take a second to um just check in with Rain and just be like we're here you know we're getting through this let's let's go Yeah I think like when you hug me like when we're t- when we're touching you can actually feel that I'm like Kind of shaking a little bit um, as my legs are also a little wobbly. Um, but also just like I look at you and I, and I say, I say, uh, I never thought in my life that I was going to see something as horrifying as what we saw. And the fact that we were able to get out is um, a surprise really, but um, I'm glad we did. We're lucky to be here, but. We have unfinished business. Yeah. I think at this, Hestia stops walking and like kind of turns to all of you. And you can tell like this facility is definitely in disrepair. Like it seems like all the lights are kind of off. Some some of them are like on, but like flickering. Um, but there's just like doors left open, like the lockers um, where like you, she sort of takes you into the locker room to stop and like get your stuff back together. Um and like they're just still there, um, but things are just kind of like destroyed. It seems like um, she. I think you'll also notice at these lockers that we, as you are like regearing your stuff, um, you see like flowers kind of left out and like little candles. It seemed like like people you were missed. It seems you, like. Wait, sorry. My gun was still there in the locker. It yes. Seems like they were untouched, like purposefully I, untouched. I hug my gun. <laughs> I, I fully move on from the very real hug I just had with Rain and then have an equally important hug with my gun. Yeah. Um, next to your locker, Rain, there's like a little picture of you with your family. Um, there are no pictures of you of Hart and Xandar, so there's nothing like really in those locations. Yeah. Uh, but you can see like people left like cards and people left like candles and things. Um Hestia turns to you all and says, nothing about what's going to happen is going to be easy. You need to steal yourselves. This is time of war. Emotions are for after. I, As- I knock on my chest and I go, I have stealed myself. As- and then I, I sort of like look at her like, like I made a joke. <laughs> Does she laugh? <laughs> No, God. well, actually, you know what? <laughs> Make a performance check. Make a performance check. Okay. Come on, I'm rolling against Hestia, please. I was at eighteen minus one, seventeen. Mm. Well, she rolled a seventeen, and I actually don't know what to add to her charisma. So I guess Ty goes to the runner. You see, she smiles a little yes! bit. <laughs> yes. Yes. Like, Got her. The tiniest smile. Um, (laughs) We'll look at SDM and be like, well, not everything's changed. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, She clears her throat and um, says to you, also, I know you three are responsible for what happened in there, but no one else needs to know that. Thank you. There might not be a dungeon to send you to anymore, but I wouldn't be surprised. If you were drawn and quartered in public. All the more reason to make it right. Hestia, I have a question. Um, before we go any further, I mean, we've been in there for a long time. Do you know if anything happened to 
anyone in, you know, our circle? Is everyone okay? No, everyone is not okay. I suppose it isn't for me to say, but I will take you to your stepmother. Okay, yeah, yeah. Roxanne. No. <laughs> uh, That's Ro- way off. What's the name? What? I don't Lucina is her name, Estia. What the heck? <laughs> uh, wait, what's her name? Lucina. Who's Roxanne? Roxanne. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fair. That's fair. That's fair. I don't know why I wrote that. Yeah. Uh, let's cut all this out. Um, she does know this person's name. She says, uh, okay. Lucina. Yes. <laughs> Lucina is currently occupying the human council seat. Okay. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll save my harder questions for her. Um, she walks on, uh, yeah, you walk through sort of this area of the Burl Dome. These three kind of this tech center, the heartbeat of the technological heartbeat anyway, of Faye Crossing. And you immediately tell what is going on here. Uh, you can see parts of the tree have like shriveled and like withered. Um, you see for the first time, like brown, um, leaves on branches. Um, it becomes very apparent to you that this tree appears to be dying, this great tree. Um, you don't see people really around in this area. Um, you see like graffiti on walls, you see broken windows, um, as you move kind of towards the main transit system that looks like she's taking you up to the top of the tree, up to like where the council sits and all the embassies and things like that. Um, and like halfway through your ride, the um, elevator sort of stops and like shudders a little bit. The lights start flickering and um, Hestia like sort of curses and like taps her wand against the side of it and it starts going again. I've just been trying to keep the lights on. The um, elevator reaches the uh, top of the tree and Hestia sort of throws a hood over her. Um, You see immediately, it seems like when she puts on this hood, her face sort of becomes obscured. Hmm. Um, And uh, she begins to lead you out. Should we we uh, be disguised as well? Nonsense. You're the returning heroes, the champions of the Hack Olympics, the first casualties of this war. I don't know if I can deal with being recognized, so I put my hoodie up, just like Hestia. I'll 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 walk normally. I'll accept whatever looks I receive. Fair. Um, up here on the main promenade, you see a, lot, uh, a, a little more people, like sort of standing around. Um, it seems like everyone up here is kind of doing work on the tree itself. Uh, you just see a lot more maintenance people out, um, like sort of taking samples, um, taking pictures. Like it, it seems like the main concern here is like that this tree is not doing very well. Um, and as they take you through, um, heart. Yeah. Give me a flat charisma check. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's a seven. I okay, wasted nice. my charisma on my joke. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, this is perfect because I rolled a natural one. So as you are sort of walking, um, you see a uh, a woman walking with uh, what must be like her daughter or perhaps her little sister or something like that. A, a little girl sort of walking um, hand in hand. And as like this little girl like looks at you and makes eye contact heart, the girl like shrieks. And um, and like jumps up into the mom's arms, and you hear the little girl saying, "Mommy, mommy, war forged, war forged." Uh oh, uh, I think I look around because I don't, I don't know what 
she's referencing. Um, I've never you heard see this the mom term. sort of look at you apologetically. It's all right, sweetie. She's not one of them. You're nice, aren't you? Uh, and I, I nod. I don't happen to have like, um, oh, <laughs> I open my bag, my my fanny pack, because I had two clementines in there, um, but they have uh, very much gone bad, and so I zip yeah, you see my bag. two solid stones inside of your fanny Sick. pack. <laughs> um, not gonna, not gonna bribe this little girl with any of my clems, um, but I will, I will sort of like hold uh, a hand out um, towards this this child, um, and I will say, correct. I am quite nice, I have been told. Um, the girl continues to sort of like shrink away from you. Uh, the mom tries to soothe her. She says, our freighter was attacked. We lost a lot of people. Uh, she doesn't understand that not all of you are like that. My apologies. That must have been very traumatic. Um, she uh, moves away and uh, Hestia continues to take you um, further. I would like to ask Hestia, what did she mean? What is a Warforged? A evolution, I suppose, of your line. A combination between humanoid and synthetic. A most Mm. unholy combination, if you ask me. But proved very valuable warriors for the other side. I, um... I, I don't have any, like... I don't have, like, the ability to, like, project... An image, do I? And we've never, I've, I've never like, we've never come up against something like this. Like I can't I don't be like. Think beep, beep, beep. You would. I think that would fall into like a casting of spells or a territory. Yeah. Okay. Um, because she says this, and I think of Ezekiel's plans. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I nod. Um, and I say, uh, evolution, as in, they were created by antithesis, or. Ezekiel. Both of them together, I suppose. Mm. Um, and I, I just sort of nod. We haven't been able to capture a sample in the field. I would like to take one apart to figure out how they did it. I imagine Dr. Lovehand played a part as well. Of course. I did see early schematics. Perhaps those blueprints would be useful in your research? They could be. We'll talk further. Um, she leads you into the main council building. Um, you see, um, th- th- there's a lot of activity in this building. People are moving around. And even with your hood up rain, as you all sort of walk in here, uh, you see people like stopping and staring like immediately as you all go through. Uh, it seems like you are known quantities as you're moving through this building. You hear like gasps. You hear like people like <laughs> dramatically drop shit <laughs> as you all sort nice. of like move through this building. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, I think with every step... And every face that we see, the gravity of this situation is setting in more and more for Xandar. And I keep thinking back to Hestia's comment of, like, stealing ourselves and, and presenting a, a strong front here. And I, I'm going to try to appear as confident as possible and give people sort of reassuring looks um, not going as far as like telling people everything's going to be okay, but but presenting a bit a bit of uh, fake until you make it false confidence. Yeah, give me a uh, performance or deception. <clears throat> oh, I will give you deception. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Oh my god, that's a twenty-six. Nice. Ooh. Um, yeah, a couple of people like return your nod. Um, they seem to just sort of like understand 
that, you know, you're here about business and they like sort of, you know, it's very like straight sort of like, hmm. <laughs> no, <I'm laughs> super hetero. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very um, hetero. <laughs> I'm doing. I'm doing the exact opposite. I think like, I, th- I really can't handle um, the the guilt of it. So I think like I'm almost like trying to stealth my way. I'm like like a celebrity, like trying to cover my face. Like I desperately want to not be stopped. So whatever I need to do to stop uh, stop that from happening. Um, sixteen. I'm going to roll a die. <gasps> Spookums. Okay. Um, you make your way to this elevator. It takes you up to one of the top floors of this building. And Hestia sort of unloads you in a, uh, looks like a normal conference room. Uh, she closes the door. And um, she says, all right, before I take you in to meet with the council, or what's left of the council, now would be a good time to ask you questions. I assume you have a few. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> did well then? Sh- did Shale make it? Shale? Yeah, sort of a hunky, shiny, glossy rock person. Oh, of course, you're pals around friend. with us a bit. Yes, of course. Uh, Shale, yes, Shale is um <sighs> running an operation for me at the moment. Sandar will give out a, a sigh of relief. Uh, Although he has not checked in in quite some time. Got it. Rest I suppose neither have we. <laughs> mm, true. Fair, but I knew exactly where you were. What happened to us immediately after we... we um, what happened immediately at, at the uh, finale of the Hack Olympics? Yeah, uh, she basically describes that the feed sort of cut out as soon as you were like kind of about to retrieve the uh, data orb and everything. Everything sort of went black. Mm-hmm. And uh, by the time they got everything up and running again, it seemed like you were just sort of locked inside of these pods, like sort of stuck inside the confluence. Um, she said that they tried multiple things to try to get you out, but your the, the problem was if they were sort of to just like physically break it open and like unplug you, it could cause massive brain damage. Um, and they didn't want to risk that. And after a few months of that is when things started to get really bad and they really couldn't focus too much on that anymore. But mm. she said that she had been trying. Every couple of weeks, she goes down there to sort of try to wake you all up. Um, but this was the first time it was successful. And I'm sure that Captain Cassiopeia is a valuable member of the Resistance. The Resistance, my. Yes, Cassiopeia, also one of our operatives. Um, she has actually taken point on the decision maker. I will smile and nod at my friends, like, giving them a so far so good. And young Birdie? Ah, Birdie is the one with the paintbrush, right? Um, the Voidforge with the paintbrush is on Olympia, I believe, last I checked. Birdie is the half-orc. Oh, we've lost track of that one. What do you mean? I suppose you can talk to Donald about it. I was really not involved, but he's no longer here. Donnie's not with us anymore, right? Uh, no. Okay. We'll find out. I'm sure he's all right. And that takes us to your mother, I believe. Uh, looking at you, Rain. Yeah. It may not come as a huge shock to you to know that she's defected to the other side. What exactly are the sides that we're looking at? Fair enough. 
the Human Advocacy League mm. has taken over many parts of the Void. The creature system, in particular. Um, the human system, they've been able to shut anyone out from traveling in. They've also partnered with your kind, Mr. Radnex, the Githyanki. The Githyanki have launched full-scale war on their own planet, wiping out the Githyanki. I fear they will be successful shortly. Wow. Uh, Xandar's stomach drops a bit hearing that. I think that the relationship between his people is something he doesn't unpack a lot. And hearing that is um, affecting him in a way that he did not expect. You know, kind of like kind of like hearing about a family member that you don't keep in touch with isn't doing well. Um, Xandar feels uh, a mixture of guilt and concern uh, and regret. We weren't aware that Hal had a agreement with the Githyanki. They supplied them with a lot of the weapons and materials they needed to take over the creature system. And speaking of weapons, did we lose control of the cannon? I was hoping you could tell me something of that. Where is Cassandra Cross? No. Cass? Yes. Yes? Mm -hmm. Cassandra Cross, yeah. We have yeah. Cassandra Cross. We've been holding her as an asset. We do know the last known location of the sphere, but we have not been able to recover it. Affirmative. I don't say it like that. <laughs> Sorry, that was that was a little Bianca slipping in there. Um, uh, ooh, okay, cool. First Hart is doing jokes, and now Hart is doing impressions. <laughs> yeah. you, listen, I had a lot of organic matter growing through me, okay? Things are a little wonky. Are wow. It's also a little yeah. crowded in here. Maybe Thesis is the one telling jokes. I don't know. Mm. Um, As it uh, stands, we have more military power than H.A.L., what they have as an advantage is the only working AI in the galaxy. We're flying blind, and they can predict every move we make. We've lost thousands. And now, we're becoming factioned off. The dwarves, gnomes, and halflings of the hard system are more concerned of protecting their own territory, especially after losing the gobbler. The elves feel much the same. So, as long as the humans have no interest in attacking our own systems, most are comfortable leaving creature to them. And who are we to meddle in the affairs of the Gith? I fear this is only the beginning, though. Affirmative. If Ezekiel's plans were successful, what he can do with those Warforged, I can't imagine fighting a whole army of them. We think he's been pulling numbers from the dungeons. We haven't had access to them. And last we heard, they've fallen to chaos. But Affirmative. he must be pulling bodies from somewhere. That's my guess. I think Xandar's having another uh, flashback to the first day that we landed on Castle One together and met Elijah Harper outside of Harper and Sons. Mm -hmm. And he told us, you know, about working together and how there's room for everyone in the void. 
um, and how we were so initially distrustful of him, but I think in the long run, he turned out to be genuine. Yeah. And just for a moment, Xandar will just say, um, damn shame. It was a damn shame. Yeah, heart nods. And I think like at at all of this news, like as we've been like standing there, I think like when when Hestia revealed the news about Zelda, I think Hart reached out and like put a hand on like Rain's back. And then at the news about the Githyanki, I think Hart put a hand on Xandar's shoulders, like just like wants to be in physical contact with their friends because I haven't I haven't seen you guys in four years. Mm-hmm. And it's just like it's just like a lot to process. And I think like Hart understands that like as they are processing information, you two are processing emotions. And that is harder. Mm-hmm. That's very interesting from that Void Forge perspective that like that's what Hart would be going through. I think that yeah, that is really yeah. interesting. Mm-hmm. Whew, heavy, heavy stuff, Hestia, heavy stuff, <laughs> but, uh... I only had one joke. If, if you need to figurehead to rally the troops, uh, I suppose reinforcements have arrived. Indeed. A figurehead is exactly what I was hoping for. How helpful. I'm upgrading you from civilian status to crossing operatives. There aren't many places in the void where the Alliance still means something. But in those places, it may earn you something. What's that? Respect. Hmm. Affirmative. Well then... Shall we proceed? Shall we? Um, really quick, Hestia. Um, can I speak with you in private? Oh, God. (laughs) I suppose... The uh, rest of I, you wait in the hall. Yeah, we'll be at we'll be I'll outside. Say, Come on, I'll, Hart. I'll, Affirmative. And I'll be we'll, back. I'll be really out. <laughs> I'll be back. I'm very busy, Rain. So if this could be quick. Yeah, I promise it will be. I feel really guilty for everything that's gone on, and I know last time that we were with each other, I acted like a kid, but I really want to make it right and I think that what I need to do I'm, I'm going to need all the power I can to try and turn this around and I was hoping maybe you could teach me a little bit more about chrono- chronomancy and maybe we can find a way to, to go back and fix it. Uh, roll persuasion. Ooh, not good. I got five. Is that your solution Rain? Go back in time and make it all better. Perhaps you don't understand Kernomancy at all. Here's one thing you do understand. That's anger. I imagine you might be feeling it right now, like I am. Let that be your magic. The feeling you get when you make those suffer that have made you suffer. Our day is coming, Rain. Hold on to that anger until then. That worthless code took him from me. You know who I'm talking about. And I will burn the entire void down to get him back. Make no mistake. Class is over, Rain. It's time for you to grow up. And she walks out. <laughs> Honestly, Sick learned burn. a lot in that interaction. <laughs> 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 learned a lot. Like, not no joke. Like, I le- legitimately, like, I'm sitting there like, yeah, maybe, like, I need to, like, suffer to l- learn a lesson here. You know what I mean? 
Mm-hmm. Inspiration um, point for me. No. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> um, she uh, walks towards the uh, main council chambers. Um, you see, uh, 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 sort of before that happened, yeah, um, Hart and Xander, while you're waiting on the hall, um, Donnie comes up and says, can't get you anything. Do you want water, coffee, tea? Um, I think Hart, Hart just like sort of like reaches out and like ruffles his hair and, um, and it's like, you are older now. Um, he's going to make a quick charisma saving throw. <laughs> <laughs> oh, little baby. Um, you can tell like as you do that, uh, I think both of you uh, will be able to tell with the two that he rolled oh. um, that his eyes sort of well with tears for a second. He sort of shakes it off and shakes you off. It's like, yeah, a lot's changed, but I've been fine. Hestia told us that Birdie is missing. May we speak on that after the meeting? Yeah, not much to talk about, though. Good luck in there. I'm glad to see you. Yeah, I'm glad you're okay. You look good, kid. Okay, <laughs> thanks. <laughs> Your parents are home, and we're here to make you blush. I don't say that. That's not. That's out of character. Um, <laughs> don't write that down in the record. Um, <laughs> I think Xander will look at Hart and be like, "Hmm, we did it. <laughs> we did they it. They grow up so fast, don't they? <laughs> they grow up so fast when you're not there. <laughs> All our work is done here. Well, <laughs> I guess we missed your bar mitzvah." <laughs> Um, you were led into the main council chamber. Uh, you see, I don't think you all have ever been in this room. It's a circular room um, with seats for each of like the main, well, I mean, this is offensive, but main uh, races of the void as mm. so far as the council sees them anyway. You see a um, seat occupied by um, the humanoids, uh, which is currently occupied by Lucina. Um, you see a seat occupied by the elves, um, sitting there is a elf that you don't know. Um, there is also a dwarf sitting in the dwarven seat. You see next to the dwarven seat, immediately next to our two other seats, um, that are vacant. You imagine this would be the halfling and the gnome seat. You see a humanoid, um, hippo sort of looking creature. All right. Um, smoking a pipe, sort of sitting in the creaturian seat. Um, and the gith seat and the orcish seat are also currently vacant. Um, so would be the uh, Voidforge seat. Um, as you uh, walk in, Lucina sort of cries out and she's like, Hestia, why didn't you, f- why didn't you tell me? And um, she gets up and she just like runs straight for you, Rain. Yeah, I run, oh. I run over to hug her. Oh. She grabs you. She's like, I didn't know you were awake. She didn't tell. I didn't know. Are you okay? Yeah, it, it's it's all happening so fast, Mom. I, I I have so many questions, but I know we have a lot of business we need to take care of. So maybe when this is all done, we can we can have a chat. Hell yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. And I hug her again. Um, you see the elf sort of, <clears throat> I believe we were called to a meeting. Not to witness some sort of show. Xandar will will walk into the room in response to that and uh, take a seat in the gith chair. Nice. And and I will say, that's right. I understand there's a lot to attend to. And I will sort of like sit up and sort of like shuffle the papers in front of me and, and like put my hands on the desk. 
there's a gasp throughout the room. There are other people in this room that seem to be just sort of like attendants, um, also like assistants to counselors, maybe a couple of vice counselors too. As you do that major flex, everyone, nice. um, you see the um, elven counselor and the dwarven counselor sort of stand on the dwarven counselor's uh, chair falls over. Um, you see Hestia gives you an unscrutable look. Classic. And, Classic. Um, the elven counselor says to you, who are you to occupy that seat? Under what authority do you claim it? My name is Xandar Radnax, and I believe I might be the only gift left on your side. Uh, give me a persuasion check. This is going to be hard, Xandar. I am going <laughs> to give Xandar an inspiration point for sitting hey. in that seat. Right, <laughs> you can use it right now. <laughs> Just in case. Oh, I'm not going to need it. Uh, that is a 21. Yeah, you do that. There's a long silence in the room, and Hestia sort of clears her throat. The gift seat hasn't been occupied since its creation. Perhaps one person sitting there wouldn't make a huge difference. And the um, elven counselor sort of like turns red a little bit, sits down in a huff. The dwarven counselor just kind of like eyes you picks up his chair noisily, <laughs> sets it down, and um, sits. Um, Hestia sort of moves to the middle of the room. If we have no other interruptions, can we begin? Affirmative. Yeah. Really Should we quick. stand Sorry. back here, or do we, we do not sit, do we? You do not sit. You stand exactly where you are and answer for yourselves. And uh, Hestia sort of moves away from you. As um, the Dwarven Counselor speaks up. <sighs> Just woke up, I see. Pleasant dreams in there. Negative. But I say that in Dwarven because I speak it. <laughs> this is the only language wow. I know. <laughs> Impressive. Your Dwarven isn't bad. But you Thank you. must tell me. What you've been up to all these years. What sort of dreams did you have inside the confluence? Um, and this I'll answer in, in common so that everybody understands. Um, I will say um, they were confusing. I believe intentionally. It seemed as if whatever was keeping us in there wanted us to believe we were happy. But it was a false reality. Uh, the um, Actually, Lucina will speak up. Hart, what do you mean by whatever wanted to keep you there? Did you encounter something? I will look at my friends. Um, no, we learned a lesson last time, and it was to tell the truth. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and so um, Hart will say, um, at the end, after Hestia's attempts to free us, we did see a figure. I believe it was antithesis, but... I am not sure. So you saw, this is the Elven Counselor. This is going to be hard for me. Here we go. I love it. So you saw antithesis inside the confluence. We knew that was the origin point for this infection, but we don't know how it began. You were probably the only people in the void that could shed light on that. From what we could tell, antithesis had been inside of the confluence all along. Now, whether the faculty of the AI Confluence were aware of that imprisonment or not, the shreds of antithesis that did exist in our world and outside of the Confluence 
seemed to come together to give this being enough power to present itself and take hold. Now, are you purposefully, Xandar, in that trying to sort of frame that in a way that is like, we had nothing to do with it, but this is what we noticed? Because what you're telling is basically the truth, except you have left out your sort of hand in it. Is that intentional? Uh, No, it wasn't intentional, but I will continue to say, and we believe we may have catalyzed that reformation. (laughs) Okay. More sort of gasps. Uh, You give me an insight check, team. 18. Ooh. You see, um, uh, uh, 18 for you. Uh, uh, right. I got a 21. Wow. I'm reading minds. I got a one. <laughs> a one. <laughs> oh, Rain, this is all lost on you. <laughs> you you distinctly like, walked up as Donnie was asking if anybody wanted a drink, and then you never got to put one in, and you're thinking, is it too late? Um, <laughs> Hart and Xandar, you see Hestia give you a death glare as you say that. And um, the elven counselor once again rises. Say that for me one more time. You were the catalyst in what exactly? What it had seemed to us was that a decent amount of surface tension had already plied itself before we added the last drop which let this cup spill over. Whether that was through... Whether that was through our own naivety or not, we recognize that we may have played a hand in this situation. And what we saw certainly tells me that in order to overcome this, all of us are going to need to work together. Um, immediately, the, the chambers are in uproar. Uh, people are yelling over at each other. You see the Dwarven Counselor is just like, has a finger pointed at you, Sandar, and is just like leveling charges against you. Uh, you see the Elven Counselor is like making huge production of, guilty! Do you Heart- hear that? A confession in open court! Heart just starts, like, I think like their mouth opens and like a foghorn emerges, just like <laughs> trying to like cut through the noise, like just trying to be like like the equivalent of Everybody shut the fuck up, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, in a void-forged way. Yeah, fair. Uh, just like a long horn that is loud. I have and- no time for your pomp and circumstance, your bureaucracy. <laughs> I believe that the three of us may be able to lend valuable insight and resistance against the foe at hand. Uh, and we're not going to do much for you in shackles. Yeah. Give me a persuasion check. 24. I'm on nice. fire right now. Nice, 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 nice. There's never time to be on fire. Um, this is what happens when you tell the truth. Yeah. The court sort of quiets down. Um, Lucina actually will jump on this opportunity. Xandar, what insight or help can you offer the council? in exchange for us not leveling charges against you at the moment for these supposed crimes? Well, we can relate our experience, offer all of the information that we have about what we saw. We can assist with diplomatic efforts. We can be made an example of before being made a martyr of. 
and we believe that we may be able to rally the troops, so to speak. Um, the elven counselor will speak up. Uh, what troops would that be? The thousands dead at your mistake, you called it? Or, or negligence? I do not believe that those deaths are our fault. We may have been the catalyst for what happened, but we did not kill those people. The uh, uh, dwarven counselor will speak up and say, But what of the gobbler? All this talking all around about who caused what, and yet the gobbler is still missing. The dwarves are without supply chain. Um, and at this, um, the elven counselor sort of um, interjects. What use would the gobbler be to us if we cannot find the source of this problem and fix it? What we need is as much information as we can gather, and going out into the hard system searching for a missing ship will do nothing of the sort. Obviously, the dwarven counselor sort of like puts a hand on a big hammer next to him, um, and they just like sort of start going at it once again. Um, oh my Lucina God. sort of sighs and puts her hands <laughs> in her head. I'm so I, this whole time I've been quiet staring out the window looking at the birds and stuff but I finally I shout out and I say enough look when we were going into the hack olympics I was childish and I decided to cheat and I brought in an AI to cheat in the hack olympics I wanted to be the top hacker and I would do anything to do it it was a childish mistake but something that I learned in my entire time in there was that I was so focused on myself that I, that I had hurt all of these people, the thousands of people that have died, the ship that is missing, all of these things have been because of this childish, stupid mistake that I made going into the Hack Olympics. But all of us are responsible. All of us leading up to the Hack Olympics, every single one of us has been responsible for focusing on ourselves not on each other, not on the, the, the betterment of the void. We, we were focused on ourselves, on what we wanted for our people instead of everyone. And this is why this whole thing went under the radar because we were so completely focused on ourselves and on our politics. I'm so sick and tired of meeting people that have their own personal agendas and, 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 and aren't doing anything to help other people out. And right now we're in a situation where there are so many deaths, so many people that need our help. We can't be focusing on our own personal things. We need to team up and focus on fixing the one problem. Antithesis is out there. And this is a power that is bigger than all of us. But if we try to tackle it individually, we are going to die. We all will die. But if we work together, we might have a chance to fix it. Um, yeah, I think you say that, Rain, and it is um, quiet in the chamber um, for a little bit. And you hear the uh, Creaturian counselor sort of sigh heavily, take a long drag from his pipe and sort of lean over. Creature burns. Bisteria burns. And this child alone speaks with the wisdom of the great flame. I, Geoff, counselor of the Creaturian seat, back this child's claims to suspend charges in lieu of building a better void. 
some of us do not have homes to return to. Um, and uh, with that, Luciana sort of stands up and she's like, <laughs> I second the Creaturians counselors vote. We will suspend charges. And in the meantime, these three will work to ensure a better void. Um, Heart is nodding. Affirmative. <laughs> <laughs> yes. You see um, the Dwarven Consort stands and says um, the same, with the exception that the gobbler is found. Um, I have a quick question, yeah. Jules. Mm-hmm. The gobbler was uh, our ship? My ship? No, the, ship the gobbler that is that massive... <laughs> Asteroid-eating Yeah, 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 yeah. Right, right, right. right. <laughs> That's the uh, dwarven mining ship. Go, 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 go. Um, that has um, apparently gone missing. You see the elven counselor sort of sighs, um, fixes his hair and says, and the elven seat abstains and sort of stands up and uh, walks out of the room. Um, Hestia sort of um, speaks up and says, well, that's enough to carry. For now, you have avoided incarceration. Lucky for you, we have nowhere to incarcerate you anyway. I will work with these three to find a suitable purpose to put them to. Um, and with that, it seems like the council is sort of resolved and people start like sort of packing up and uh, leaving. Um, I turn to Rain uh, and I say, I did not realize all elves would be like Hestia. And then um, I put a hand on on her shoulder and I say, that was very wise. Thank you. I feel like we we owe it to these people to do everything that we can to try and make things right. Affirmative. Rain, don't feel too bad. This evil existed despite our influence. Affirmative. And there may have been deniers of the existence of thesis and antithesis before but now we know what we're up against. It can't be denied now. We will not fight to assuage our guilt, but because it is the right thing to do. Uh, you see Lucina comes up and um, like extends her hand to shake your hand, Xandar. I will 100% uh, shake it as professionally and businesslike as I can. <laughs> I say, uh, thank you for allowing me a seat at your council. Thank you for taking it. Counselor Xandar Radnax. Oh, I've seen everything. Hmm? I still got a couple tricks up my sleeve. Well, hopefully you're not played out. Uh, you see like a camera flash as you all, like, as, as you sort of shake her hand. I mean, you see like, uh, this looks like somebody like with a press sort of um, like badge sort of takes a picture of you two shaking the hands. And as uh, Lucian looks over, the person sort of like goes to run out of the room. Um, I would like to wheelie over and stop them. I don't know who it is. <laughs> Um, give me a athletics or acrobatics check. I would love to give you an athletics check. Ooh, 26. Yeah, you grab this person by the arm. Um, this dude, uh, sort of looks like, um, kind of like a newsie. Sort of like <laughs> looks up to you. <laughs> hey, look, it's a scoop of the century. A gift sitting on the gift seat. <laughs> People got to know about this. Who do you work for? Who do I work for? Who do you work for? <laughs> I'm just a humble newsman. <laughs> Affirmative. I do not mean that in an accusatory tone. I am simply seeking information. I did not realize that there was still paper communication. Oh, they can't silence us. Don't worry. 
I'm an old friend of your uh, buddy Rain over there. Uh, and I lean in and I go, what is your name? <laughs> you can call me the Sturge. Now, I'll be catching up with you three real soon. Sort of like shakes loose and starts like walking out. Affirmative. Farewell, Sturge. <laughs> <laughs> I wave. Let him um, go. Let him go, Hart. We want them to know. All press <laughs> is good press. <laughs> uh, and I turn around. We're going to need it. I'll write that down. Okay. Says, you have a lot to learn as um, she walks out. Um, she sort of takes your hand, Rain, and like kind of pulls you off with her. This is Lucina? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I go with her. While they have a private conversation, I'll just be glad handing with the counselors leaving the chamber. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the only one that's still there is uh, the uh, Creaturian uh, counselor who's still like trying to finish his pipe. He's mostly the one that I wanted to. Uh, <laughs> okay, cool. Xander, we'll say that you go over there. Um, uh, as well, let's do that first. So, Xander, you walk up to uh, counselor um who announced himself as Eof, and um, he um sort of nods to you, bold, taking the seat. Yeah, well, we live in a, a time of necessary bold moves. It, May not have been from the same cause, but I know what it feels like to be displaced, so I appreciate your backup. You have the spirit of the flame. It burns bright, but could also burn you out. I can take a licking and keep on ticking. There's still some fuel can be added to this flame. <laughs> I hope so, for all of our sakes. Counselor Radnax. I'm sort of like stands up to leave. Um, Lucina takes you off, Rain, and I'm just sort of whispers, proud of you, kid. Thanks. I, uh, I know that, you know, there's a lot, there's a lot of bad out there, and my friends are trying to tell me that it's, it's not my fault, but I, I think I learned a really valuable lesson, and, um, I really, really, I really want to make this right. Uh, she pulls you in for a hug. I hug her back. Did, did you hear about your mom? I did. I just want you and, to know that. Yeah. It's not true. There is a mole in the council. She's been feeding us information from the other side. I just want you to know your mom's not a traitor. Um, mom, I have a question. Uh, do you... Four years ago, I learned about some money troubles that mom got in. And do you think she's safe from that now? No. Rain, I'll be honest with you. You're an adult. I don't know if she makes it out of this one alive. I think that's a good place to stop. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we'll just wrap it up on those mommy issues, shall we? Woo! As we do, as we do, as we do. Um... <laughs> Thank y'all for playing. Um, <laughs> Bianca, people want to continue to explore trauma with us. Uh, yeah. Where can they find us? <laughs> Come on down to the internet. Um, you can find us on social media platforms. You can find us on Instagram, Reddit, YouTube, Patreon, and our website at The Pod Has Been Cast. And you can follow us on Twitter and TikTok at The PHB Cast. And you can use all of those social media sites to spread the word about us. Um, word of mouth is a great way to support a little podcast like ours, um, especially if you don't have the means 
or funds to um, support us through Patreon. So get on out there and start gabbing it up. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Carlos, who do we need to be gabbing up this week? I'm going to double down on the Patreon folks. I think especially the ones that are on our Discord, they... um, are Here's so the thing. Sweet. If you're gonna bring up the page, you're gonna have to read the names. All right. If you bring okay. up the page, <laughs> oh, you read the names. I say the improvised uh, thank you note. Um, no, they, <laughs> no. Seriously, uh, to all you folks that are on the Patreon Discord that are a part of the Patreon, um, it's just such a delight to like see you all react to the episodes and. And and how much fun you're all having? It, it's it's a lot of fun for me. It's a lot of fun for us. So um, thank you so much for just engaging and and being a part of it. We we just love having you. Absolutely, you know. And we're talking about. I usually scream Hall of Patrons, but here this thing. This was a serious episode. And I'm gonna be serious. I'm gonna say your mm-hmm. name seriously this time. This isn't oh. a joke. Our love for our patrons. All right. I'm Seriously. talking about patrons like Jonathan Yatsky, mm-hmm. Arlo Howard, Carlos mm-hmm. Gatlin, mm-hmm. Adrian, the bad boy of the internet, Olives, mm-hmm. Todd Allworm, Michael mm-hmm. Sepcott, Thomas mm-hmm. Squires, Matt Hunter, mm-hmm. Sam Weissman Holler, Zach Schley, Zachary S. Zimball, Time Turner, Aaron Silk, David Moreland, Thomas Boeing, Sarah Witherington, Elijah Sloan, Sarah Harrison, Jerrica Hookie, Hannah Beeler, Zelda S., Rhea Strong, Nick Bromley and my big brother Juan. Thank you, patrons. You can hop over to our Patreon and check out Cast Party, Woo-hoo. hosted by our very own Bianca, hey. as we go through hey. the ins and outs of the campaign. It's a semi semi regular podcast. Yeah, um, you got to be there to catch it. That, them's the rules. Them's the rules. Them's and there's the only rules. one place in the world with no rules, and that's Robert's Corner. Hey, corner pieces. Speaking of parties, <laughs> if you're looking. To have some good, clean fun. Okay. Get together with some of your friends, a couple of loved ones, get some ingredients, and throw yourself and make your own homemade pizza party. Ooh. 1990s sleepover vibe. Let me tell you, the vibes are real. The giggles will be there. And it's just a good time. And Should the pizza we have a never- pizza sleepover? Not a sleepover, but we had a. I did have a make your own pizza party over the weekend. No, it's like, it was a lot we? of fun. <laughs> oh, should we? Yes, oh, we yeah. should. Yeah, we oh. should. Yeah, we need mm-hmm. a pizza party. Yeah, pizza we party. It. Make your own pizza party. Make yeah. your own. Yeah, make your own pizza party. Fabulous. I want a pizza now. Oh yeah. What? All right, get the fuck out of my house while I eat this pizza. Okay. All right, enjoy your pizza. Pizza. Bye. Bye. Goodbye. <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> <I go> <laughs>